Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon. Welcome to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. I'm here with you today taking your calls and texts live on the air. This is the show where you can call in with your questions about the Bible. You can call in with your prayer requests. We're standing by to pray for those prayer requests and to answer those questions you have. So give us a call. The number to call is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720-336-0897. That's 720-336-0897 for the text line. I want to welcome those of you who are tuning in today in Colorado and in Wyoming on Grace FM. 89.7 here on the Northern Front Range and 101.7 on the Southern Front Range. Glad to have you tuning in with us. You're hearing the show live today if you're tuning in on Grace FM or if you are listening on our uh, mobile apps or on our website. Welcome to all of you who are listening live. Today is Tuesday, September 14th. And um, we also want to greet those of you who are listening on our syndicated stations. So we're broadcasting on the East Coast on Hope FM in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Maryland. We're also broadcasting on Truth FM in Tennessee and parts of North Carolina and Kentucky. And just recently, we picked up a whole series. Uh, it's a network of radio stations that is uh, broadcasting a show all the way from Amarillo, Texas, all the way across the southern states and into Florida. And so I want to greet our listeners down in the southern states. Welcome to you. So glad to have you be part of this Calvary Live listening family. Um, For those of you who are just joining us from those stations down in the southern U.S., um, you know, you're tuning into a show that has been airing for years in which, you know, people are calling in. It actually forms a bit of a community, right, where we have people who call in and then have follow-up questions. We're answering people's questions about the Bible. Maybe there's something that you've been reading in the scriptures and you're unsure of what it means or how to make sense of it or how to apply a particular scripture to a situation in your life. This is a great show where you can call in and ask those questions and get direct, simple answers to the questions you've had about the Bible. Um, Maybe there's something you've been wondering about, like things going on in the world, things going on in your life. What does the Bible have to say about them? Give us a call. We'd love to answer those questions for you on the air. And think about it like this. The question you have might not just be beneficial for you to answer your own curiosity or your own concern, but there's probably somebody else out there who's been wondering about that same exact thing. And as you ask your question, they're going to benefit from hearing the answer. So definitely call us. Give us a call, 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Again, you can also text us at the text line 720-336-0897. That's 720-336-0897 for the text line. And this isn't only a show where you call in with your questions about the Bible. It's also a show where you call in with your prayer requests. So maybe there's something going on in your life and you don't necessarily have a theological question that needs answering. You just need somebody to pray for you 
We've got a lot of people tuning in, actually now more than ever before, uh, listening in, tuning in, and ready, standing by, ready to say yes and amen and lift up your prayer requests as we lift it up over the airwaves. So definitely call in with your prayer requests. We want to pray for you. So um, I want to greet those of you who are listening on all these stations. Just a reminder that those of you who are listening on Hope FM, Truth FM, and across the listening stations from Texas all the way to Florida in the southern U.S., you're hearing the show on a one-week delay. So just keep that in mind. But we want you to still call in and be part of the show. And I just always encourage people, it's actually really cool that you have that extra week um, because you can use that week to tell friends and family, hey, I'm going to be on the air on such and such a station on this call-in show, and you should tune in on this date at this time. And as you do that, you're introducing them to that station, and you're introducing them to this show, and maybe they'll become a regular listener. Maybe they'll, as they hear the Word of God coming into their ears, into their, in, in their car or at their desk or wherever they're listening, it's going to affect their lives. God's Word, when it goes out, it accomplishes what he sends it out to do. And so it would be a great way. And whether you're listening live or, or on delay, we want you to know that we really encourage you to get the word out because we, we believe in the power of God's word. So we want more and more people to hear it and be transformed by it. Again, the number to call, 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or text us, 720-336-0897. Well, with that, we actually have all full lines. So Keep those numbers, and when you hear somebody drop, you can just um, you can call us, and we'll get you on very quickly. We also want to greet our listeners online. I see that we have a lot of people tuning in today from the northwest down to the southwest United States, here in the Rocky Mountain region, down in Texas. Uh, looks like some Midwest listeners as well, and some international listeners. We've got listeners in Europe, in Ukraine, and Finland, and elsewhere as well. So welcome to all of you who are tuning in online. So good to have you with us. If you guys haven't done so yet, go get our free Grace FM app for your smartphone and your tablet. You won't regret it. It's got an ability to tune into the show, not just this show, but the other great Bible teaching programs on Grace FM. But also there's ways in there that you can um, you can you know interact. There's a Bible reading plan. There's a way to submit prayer requests. So it's such a, such a cool resource and it's totally free for you. So make sure that you go and get that if you haven't done so yet. Well, just a few words about myself. My name is Nick Cady. I'm the pastor of Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. And I'm your host here on Calvary Live every Friday. But today is not Friday. Today is Tuesday. I am filling in for my friend, Pastor Jeff Figs, who is away today. He usually hosts on Tuesday. And uh, I was away actually two Fridays in a row. And as I was away, the reason I was away, I was in England for the past two weeks. And I was there because I finally had my graduation ceremony for my master's in theology. Now, I had gotten this degree. I, I completed it in 2020. But as you might know, we had a bit of a pandemic there for a while and still going on, I guess. And, and so uh, the ceremony was delayed until now. So it's, it's interesting. A lot of people saying congratulations, and I appreciate that. But I already graduated like a year ago. So... Um, I, it was great, though, to be there and to get to meet my professors in person. We had only, until that point, talked on the phone and over Zoom and Skype and things like that. So it was great to get to meet them and to get to start talking about my uh, doctorate. So I'll be working on that at some point in the future. But if you have theological questions, uh, I would love to answer them. That's 
my jam. I have a podcast as well for those of you who are podcast listeners, and that is uh, called Theology for the People. And what I like to say with Theology for the People podcast is that the goal there is to take theological concepts and put the cookies where the kids can reach them. You know what I mean? Like make it accessible to the average person because these theological concepts are extremely practical and they matter. They change the way that we think about and the way that we live in our lives. And so I want to help um, just the average person interact with some important theological concepts and show them that they're not they're not uh, that hard to understand and they're um, accessible. So check that out if you like podcasts, Theology for the People. Just search that up um, in the Anchor Store or in the Apple Podcast Store or whatever podcast platform you use on your phone. Um, again, I'm Pastor Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. Our church has three Sunday morning services, and we'd love to have you join us. We are currently studying through the book of 1 Corinthians on Sunday mornings, and so we'd love to have you at 8 a.m., 9.30, and 11 a.m. on Sunday mornings in person at our church. We're open for in-person services, fully open here in Longmont. Our address is 2950 Colorful Avenue in Longmont, Colorado just east of County Line Road and just west of I-25. So if you're coming on the I-25 corridor, you just get off I-25 on Highway 119, and we're just a couple blocks to the west. If you're coming up County Line Road or Highway 119, we're really accessible, really close, um, just on the major roads here. So you can find us on our website as well. If you need directions, if you want to know exactly where we're located, if you want to listen to some past messages, you can find all that good stuff on our website, whitefieldschurch.com. Whitefields with an S, whitefieldschurch.com. And you can also hear me here on Grace FM every weekday, twice a day, 9.30 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. And also Sundays at 1 o'clock p.m., our radio show, our radio program is called Be Set Free. All right, with no further ado, let's go to our callers. Who've been holding patiently let's go first of all to andrew in aurora colorado hi andrew welcome to the program hi there what can i do for you so um i got a i got a friend that um is of the opinion that every sickness is a demonic attack and i'm just curious what you know about what the bible says about that because it doesn't really sit well with me yeah, well, I don't believe that every sickness is a demonic attack. I think uh, I would put it this way. I think that every sickness is a result of the fall. The fall being the fall of humankind into sin resulted in things happening to our bodies that were not there by design. So one of those things is that our bodies get sick and they die. We, you know, the curse of sin is also referred to as the curse of sin and death because the result of the curse of sin is death. So I would just uh, encourage your friend to to read into the Bible and see that um, you know every literally everybody in the Bible, um, except for let's see Enoch, Elijah, possibly Moses, um, and and then of course Jesus. Everybody in the Bible dies. Many of them uh, get sick and they die because of sickness. That isn't necessarily a demonic attack, but it is absolutely an aspect of living in a fallen world in which our bodies, all of creation is broken. Our bodies don't work the way that they used to, and they are susceptible to death. So, um, you know, I would just challenge your friend on, on where he finds this idea that somebody is sick only because of demonic attack. 
I'm trying to think through um, occasions in the Gospels where demonic attack is related to sickness. And, um, and honestly, I can only really think of one in Mark chapter 5, and that's actually not even sickness caused by a demonic attack. It's um, There's a man who is possessed by demons, and the demons are causing him to rip off his clothes and to cut himself. So this would be more akin to what we would know as you know self-harm and um, mental illness as opposed to a physical malady. So... That would be my answer to you. I don't. I don't agree with your friend's position. Um, I would say though that I think that there can be some sort of demonic attack. I give you one more example. is found in the book of Job, where we see that Job ends up being afflicted um, with boils and things like that on his skin, and we know that that attack was in fact satanic but I can't think of any other examples. Maybe there are others out there. Maybe our listeners can text us or call us in with those, um, but that would be my response. Okay, well, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, just keep searching those scriptures, brother. I'm glad to hear that you're engaging with the Bible. So thanks for the call. Okay, bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Hey, listen to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts live on the air. Looks like we do have some responses coming in about sickness and the um, and demonic stuff. Here's an interesting thought on that, though, is that there are some places in the Bible. I got a link here looking at what the Bible has to say about illness. And it seems that there were actually some of these diseases that were caused not by demons, but even by God himself, which is interesting. In fact, it says that in Isaiah, that God says, I am the one who makes blind and the one who makes sick. Now, that isn't saying that God is the author of evil, but that God, essentially put it this way, everything passes through God's hands. Um, In other words, God may not actively cause something to happen, but yet somehow God has allowed it to happen in his perfect wisdom and in his, his loving knowledge of us. So that would be kind of an important counterpoint to give to Andrew's friend. Let's go to our next caller, Carol in Centennial, Colorado. Hi, Carol. Welcome to the program. Hello, Nick. What can My I do for you My question is, should a husband, we have no children, should he or is he obligated to lead spiritually? For example, I think of that verse in Revelation says that um, Jesus will present us as a a bride that's washed in the word without spot or defect. And because of the parallel, you know, um, Christ and the church, a man and a woman. And um, my husband and I are both, you know, we're people who read our Bible and believe that the word is the word and you know, you follow the word, not your emotions or anything like that. But my husband says that he is not responsible for me to grow spiritually. Now, personally, I feel like, you know, I've, I am responsible for me overall before God. But a husband, even if he doesn't have children, is still to initiate 
and lead Bible study, prayer. We have never really formed that kind of relationship. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to jump in here real quick, Carol, just because you're getting a lot of wind. So hopefully you can still hear me. I know that your your mic's been turned down just because of the wind there. I have no idea. Carol, where are you where it's so windy? Uh, hopefully yeah. you're okay. Hopefully, it sounds like, uh, oh. are you, is there a hurricane there? I'm just, <laughs> okay. No. I hope, I hope that you're surviving. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm around and uh, I'm sorry. I'm a little worried about your hair. How's your hair holding up in the midst of this <laughs> wind? I'm just joking. Nick, okay. So Nick, I'm beautiful. Oh, I believe it. But your hair must be all over the place with that wind. So, okay. So Carol, let me answer your question directly. Um, your uh yeah a husband a husband's role as the head some people would use the term federal head i think that gets a little more complicated than we need to for right now but the husband as having headship or spiritual leadership in the marriage um is not you know it doesn't go away just because you don't have any children so of course uh the answer to your question does a husband need to lead spiritually um, in his marriage is an absolute yes. And the passage you're referring to is found in Ephesians chapter um, chapter 5. I'm going to look that up just for you and give you the exact verses. But yeah, it says, Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, for the husband's the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its Savior. Now, then it says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. And what it's showing, it goes on later to say that this mystery, verse 32, is profound. Indeed, it is referring to Christ and the church. What that means is that marriage is meant by God. It's an institution designed by God to reflect an aspect of who God is on both sides. So as the wife submits to her husband, that is a living out of the gospel, just as Jesus submitted to the Father. And then as the husband leads the wife, and washes her, sanctifying her, washing her with the cleansing of, of the washing of the word, um, he is also acting in a way that is reflecting who God is and how God loves. So as he is faithful to his wife, as he leads his wife spiritually, that is a reflection of who God is, who presents himself to us, to us in the Bible, not only as a father, but very much often as a husband. And he calls his people his bride and his wife in some places. And so I would uh, just encourage you with this. Um, encourage your husband in a, in a way that doesn't come across um, as you kind of getting on his case in a way, right? right. Just I would, I would encourage right. you to say, hey, this is a really important thing biblically, and I want you to do it. Like if you tell him, I want you to lead in this area, Maybe that'll encourage him to do it. And, and like you said, it hasn't happened. I'm sorry to hear that. I would tell him he absolutely has a responsibility to do that, um, yes. to initiate those things, to be the one who, who does that. I think it's a shame that there are far too few husbands who do that. And we ha he and I have had that conversation. So, Nick, I'm just, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I, I wrote down the Ephesians 5, and, and that's, is there any other ones? Um, that come to your mind because I told him I was going to call Calvary. He will take it seriously when I tell him these things. He will look at the word and take it seriously. But yeah, okay. So 
for right now, those are some of the ones that are coming to my mind. Um, as far as husbands and not referring to children, but I would say that's a pretty important one. There are some other passages like Deuteronomy comes to mind, Deuteronomy chapter six, where the, the fathers are told to lead their children spiritually. But, um, yeah, I'm trying to think if I can think of any more passages. I, I think this one's really important, though, because it talks about um, how this is a picture of Christ in the church. So what this gives us is what we would call in theological terms, it gives us a hermeneutic, and a hermeneutic is a lens. That's all it means. A lens by which we then read the rest of the Bible. So if marriage is a picture of Christ in the church, and therefore God as a husband, we are to be imitators of God, as Paul says in Galatians chapter 5, then what does it mean to be an imitator of God? Well, it means that as a husband, I want to be a husband as God is a husband. And so then I go back with this new lens or hermeneutic, and I read the whole Bible through that lens. So I look at how God leads his people. I look at how God cares for his people. And then I say, well, if that is what it means to be a husband to a bride, as God is the husband of his people, then that is what it means for me to lead. And here's what we see with God. He initiates and people respond, right? So God isn't yeah. passively waiting for people to figure it out for themselves. That's why I don't like to use the term, like somebody says, I found Jesus. Okay, well, was he hiding, right? Was he like in, in the corner <laughs> playing a game with you? No, of course not. It wasn't him who found uh, it wasn't you who found him as if he was hiding. It was you who was running and he pursued you. That's the story of the Bible. And I yeah. guess one other passage that comes to mind is Hosea, right? This is a whole thing where throughout the Old Testament up until that point, God has revealed himself as the husband of his people. And then Hosea is asked to live out a prophecy, a message for the people uh, essentially like almost like an acted out sermon where he marries an adulterous woman and continually pursues her even when she is not interested, even when she's running away. And the point of that is to say, this is how God acts as the husband of his people and as the, the yeah. lover of his people. He pursues, he initiates. Yeah. Do you have specifics in Hosea that I could write that down or I can look First it up three later. chapters. First and, chapter. Yeah, okay. and I, yeah, and I've also I've preached a message on Hosea that would give you a lot more um, detail and kind of give you some maybe some details that don't aren't immediately apparent in the passage, like just from reading the text. These are some things like in the language and in the culture and the history that actually help you understand the meaning of Hosea better. And um, you could find that on our church's website, and I'll tell you how. So if you go to whitefieldschurch.com and then you go to the teaching section and you click on the teaching section, it'll show you all of our old series that I've done in the past. And I did a series called Remember the Prophets. And in the Remember the Prophets series, I did one on um, Hosea called Living Out right. the Gospel. So if you go to our website, find that message on Hosea from the Remember the Prophets series. That'll give you a lot more detail. Yes, thank you. I think it will help 
if we could connect more spiritually to help in other areas. We talk about doing some kind of ministry. We've tried different things. Nothing has stuck. And I'm feeling just like we need to do more than just us. We need to project outward. And he's willing, but we don't know how to start in ministry. That's kind of my second question. Besides prayer, what do you, and look for opportunities, of course. Um, food banks seem to be pretty full and meal ministry, which I do, but mm -hmm. to kind of get started on ministry. But again, uh, Hey, I'll tell you question. this. I have never met a church that didn't need uh, or didn't have roles for um, people to serve in. So I would encourage you get involved in your church and get involved in serving and serve together. That is a fabulous thing to do. Absolutely. will help you not only in your spiritual relationship, but in every aspect of your relationship, because it takes your focus off yourselves and puts it on the mission. I just recorded a podcast today about that very topic. Every marriage needs a mission. Otherwise, if the mission is only like maintaining the marriage, that's just simply not good enough. It, it's not strong enough. So your marriage well, needs a mission and you guys need to get involved in serving together. So the other obstacle is that we go to separate churches. Uh-oh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Is that his choice anyway, or your choice? That, well, being the wife, I'm, I'm choosing not to go to his. It's too loud. Not, it's too drinking milk, and yeah. I want more depth, and I okay, don't want so, loud. So here's, here's my two cents, and uh, I can say this to you because I don't actually know you. <laughs> it's easy for me to say it to you. Um, part, of letting your, part of your husband leading also involves you following. And so if he insists on going to that church and wants you to go with him, I would encourage you to join him there. I think you guys should have a conversation and you can tell him, hey, I think your church uh, is super lacking in depth and things like that. And I would like to go to this church. Can we do that? And if he says, yeah, let's do that, then cool. Um, if he says, hey, I need to tie up some loose ends where I'm at, then let him tie up those loose ends. But I would just encourage you to remember that aspect of uh, leadership involves other people actually also following. That's, I believe that's biblical, but I don't like hearing it, Nick, to be honest. I believe you. I believe you. Wait, let me pray for you, and then i got to let you go. Lord, I pray for Carol. I pray you'd help her and her husband to get on the same page. If there are areas where her husband needs to step up and lead, I pray that you give him the umption to do so. And I pray for Carol that if what's needed as well is for her to be willing to follow her husband's lead, Lord, help her to do so by the power of your spirit and to the glory of God. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You bet. God bless you, Carol. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. We've got a couple listeners on the line, including Linda in Bertha, who has a great question about the Holy Spirit. Linda, if you you can hear me, I want you to hold through the break, but we have come right up to our mid-show break. Uh, we've got a couple other listeners on the line, but let me give you the number to call. Uh, I think we have one open line. So the number to call is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Six nine zero three thousand, or text us at seven two zero three three six zero eight 
0.97. So we don't have time to get to a color before our break, but I do want to use this moment right now to tell you about something really important happening this weekend in Colorado Springs. It's called the Expositors Collective, and it's a training seminar, two days, Friday afternoon and Saturday morning, two-day training seminar that I've been involved in leading, and I'm, I'm organizing this one. I would love for you guys to come. Check it out online, expositorscollective.com. We have open spots. It is aimed at people 18 through 35, both men and women, who want to grow as expositors of God's Word. Bible teachers, maybe even just for your own personal study, or maybe you're teaching in some way in a youth group or in children's ministry, or even just in your family. We want to help you do that. So go to expositorscollective.com. Find out more information that's happening this weekend. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon. Welcome back to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts live on the air. This is the show where you can call in with your questions about the Bible and your prayer requests. So give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to answer those questions you have. The number to call is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720-336-0897. So let's go to our next caller. We've got Linda in Berthoud, Colorado. Linda, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Nick. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for holding for so long. Oh, no, are you kidding me? It, I've been going through so much lately. This is, I'm just, I needed to talk to you. Okay, what's up? Well, the question I asked is, that's just a small minor thing, but I get, I guess I'm confused or maybe I misunderstand. My daughter was saying, Mom, you know, we've got to be careful. We could, you know, um, blaspheme God's name or blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, and I want to make sure I know exactly what that is, because I, 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 you know, I pray and I ask God for forgiveness when I know I've committed sins, of course, but um, I don't want to unintentionally do something that would have God turn away from me, and I'm feeling that way now, you know, almost like that's what's going on. We're going through so much, my family, and I've been praying and praying, and I feel like I honestly don't feel him close to me. And I'm thinking, did I do something to have him turn away from me? So I want to make sure, you know, I'm understanding this. Yeah. So first of all, I think that your question, to answer your question, I think you need to think about um, the character of God and what that would say about God if you were to be able to accidentally do something which would cause God to turn away from you. I mean, that would be, in my opinion, very much a um, kind of shallow thing, right? Like for God to to say, oh, well, you accidentally did something that you didn't intend to do. And as a result of that, I'm going to remove my blessings, protection, spirit from you, etc. Um, that's not what the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is. I think some people are so, it, it, this is very similar to the way that uh, some people get confused about the mark of the beast. You know, they think that they're going to 
accidentally get it and then they're going to be cursed to hell forever. I th think about what that says about um, our picture of God, right? That is he that capricious, really, that he would essentially play a game with us. And if we fail that game, we lose our soul or we lose blessings. I don't believe that God is capricious. Uh, I don't think that's according to his character at all. So what is the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit? You have to take it in context where Jesus talks about the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is pretty important um, because what he says is that all manner of sins will be forgiven people, but the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, if anyone commits that, they will not be forgiven. So we do something which we call biblical theology, right? Which means that we take the whole Bible mm -hmm. and we don't build doctrinal beliefs on just one verse isolated from the rest of its context or from the rest of the Bible. And so what would, what would the rest of the Bible have to say about this? Well, it makes it pretty clear when we get into it and break it all down that what's being talked about is the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is basically this. Uh, here's, here's the way. I had just actually taught on this for our church recently. And so here's how I explained that passage to them. I said, what Jesus is saying is that through repentance and faith in Jesus, all sins can be forgiven and everything can be healed. But apart from faith in Jesus and repentance, nothing can be forgiven and nothing will be healed. You see, that's the point. Um, the work of the Holy Spirit, one of the works of the Holy Spirit is to draw unbelievers to faith in Jesus. Now, we do see throughout the Bible, like, for example, in the book of Acts, um, Peter, as he's preaching, he says to the uh, people he's preaching to, he says, why do you always resist? Actually, I'm sorry, that wasn't Peter. It was Stephen in Acts chapter 7. He says, why do you always resist the Holy Spirit as your fathers did also? So what does that tell us? It tells us that the Holy Spirit is doing something, and Jesus tells us that the Holy Spirit's job is to bring about conviction of sin, righteousness, and judgment. That we are sinners, that God is righteous, and as a result, there is coming a day of judgment when God will judge the earth. Now, uh, what is the job of the Holy Spirit? It is to convict people of this so that they will be drawn to faith in Jesus. And we're told there in the book of Acts that it is possible to reject and resist the Holy Spirit. So essentially, here's what this all comes down to. The blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is to resist the work of the Holy Spirit in drawing you to faith and repentance in Jesus. And if you do that, right, if you refuse to respond to the call of the Holy Spirit to repent of your sins and put your faith in Jesus, then you will not be forgiven of your sins. You will be lost forever in your sins. So that is the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Um, I'll tell you, it's not something that you can do on accident, but it's funny is that, you know, if you think about something like if I tell you, Hey, don't think about a pink elephant, right? What's the automatic thing that happens? You start walking around being like, okay, I can't think about a pink elephant, but constantly that's the only thing you can think about because you're obsessed right. with it. This is what happens with right. the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Okay. I can't blaspheme the Holy Spirit. And then you're like, Oh, I think I might've done it on accident. I didn't want to, but this is what's so important. God judges the heart both in, in a negative sense and in a positive sense, which means this, that, that God isn't capriciously judging 
oh, she accidentally did this. So that's it. You're off my list, right? Um, mm -hmm. He's looking at your heart. And I, I, I had um, an email today, someone who's been coming to our church, you know, and they said, hey, I've been listening to your messages and I'm just so convicted about my sins. And I'm wondering, am I even saved? And I said, well, listen, on the one hand, and he said, you know, I believe all these things and I sincerely want to be saved. Um, but he's like, I just don't know if I am. And I said, look, think about it like this. If I pricked you with a pin and you didn't feel anything, that would be a bad sign. That would be a sign of death or a sign of, you know, something's wrong and not working. On the other hand, if I pricked you with a pin and you felt pain, that would be a sign of life. So the fact that you care, that's a super good sign. You know, and the fact that you believe these things and you care and you want to walk with God tells me that you actually are alive because a dead person, right? Ephesians chapter two says you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you formerly walked, right? And, and the idea there is, look, if you're dead, that's the thing about dead people. They're not very much fun to play with. They're not fun to, you know, play Frisbee with or, you know, go do fun things with. Why? Because they don't do anything. And, and in the same way, you can yell at a, at a dead body to get up, you know, do better, try harder, and they won't respond because they're dead. But what's happened is that God has regenerated us. He has made us alive in Christ. And because of that, now we have feeling, right? Now we're sensitive again. You can build up a callus on your heart by doing the same thing and resisting the conviction of the Holy Spirit, which is a very dangerous thing to do. But if you feel something, like in your case, you don't want to blaspheme the Holy Spirit. Like you want to walk with God. That's a super good sign. That's a sign of life. So I would encourage you, um, yes, take seriously sin in your life. Yes, uh, you should always be examining yourself to see whether you are in the faith, Paul says in 2 Corinthians 13. But on the other hand, you know, uh, sounds like you just need some encouragement. And it also sounds like, here's the other thing I would tell you, that what the Bible tells us, you're talking about having a lot of difficulties in your life. I would encourage you to see those difficulties in your life as a child of God, which it seems to me that you are. If you are a child of God and those difficulties in your life, understand that they have been allowed into your life by a loving father who cares about you. And he is going to use those things for your good in a way that good, comfortable, easy times could not help you to grow in him and to grow in faith. Think about it. Faith pleases God. And God wants you to grow in faith. But how do you grow in faith if it's never tested? So God's giving you the opportunity to grow in faith right now. And I would encourage you to take that, take that opportunity and actually choose that I'm going to trust God in the midst of this, that the, in the midst of these trials, this is an opportunity for me to grow in my character, to grow in my trust in God, and, and truly, I believe that he's going to use it for good in your life. He's going to use it for good in your life either way. But you can think about it like this. You can suffer through it or you can go through it in faith knowing that God has allowed this into your life and he's going to use it for good. You see the difference? I, I do. And I just want to ask you one question while we're on this subject. If uh, it's, I mean, can it affect the whole family where God 
I've heard that if one person's lacking faith, God will, you know, won't work in, in the family. We all have to be on the same page because my husband and my daughter keep telling me, you need to have faith. You need to have faith. And I, I, I used to, I don't want to say that it's past tense, but so many things have happened. I feel almost empty. I don't know how to get it back again. And I don't want God to judge my family over how I feel. So does he do that? Because it's affecting the whole family, what we're going through. But I feel so lost. Yeah, I would tell you that that, again, gets back to what I was saying earlier about um, I don't believe that God is so capricious as to do something like that, where he would say, oh, you know, mom mom doesn't have enough faith, so I'm going to punish the whole family, right? Like, why? what would be the point in doing that, right? His goal with you is to build you up and to help you grow. Think about it like this. You, if you, uh, if we go and we're, we're riding some roller coasters together, right? There's, there's different people on that roller coaster. Some of those people are loving that roller coaster, right? They, it's, it, they're just riding it and they're having fun. Other people are absolutely terrified and they're hating it the whole time, but they all end up at the same destination. You see what I'm saying? Yes, I see. Exactly and, and God. God's got some ups and downs in your life, but how you live those out, how you weather those ups and downs, that roller coaster, in a way, it is up to you. But know this, that God's going to see you through, and the roller coaster ride is going to get to the end, right? So you're going to get to the same destination. The question is, how will you weather it? But here's what I tell you. Um, I want you to have faith in the Lord and trust him in the midst of this thing, but I also believe that God is good. And I don't believe that God is um, penalizing your family just because you're struggling to believe. So I, I'm going to recommend a book for you, and I think it might help you. Okay, so um, write this down. It's called When Faith Fails. It's by Dominic Doan. And I'm, while I've got the opportunity to talk about Dominic, I'm going to give a shameless plug for our event in Colorado Springs this weekend, the Expositors Collective Training Weekend, which is open to anybody who's interested and wants to sign up. And it is, here's why I bring it up, because Dominic Doan is going to be one of our speakers. Dominic is a great preacher. He just moved to Colorado Springs. Um, and Dominic wrote a book a couple years ago called When Faith Fails. And it has been, we are, we've been selling it at our bookstore here at our church, and it's just constantly sold out because, well, first of all, I recommend it a lot. I, I also taught a message on doubt and, and faith failing. Um, but, like, it's also just a super helpful book, um, and especially helpful when you're going through things and struggling with doubts and with fears and things like that. So get that book, Dominic Doan. It's called... Um, when Faith Fails. And for the rest of you listeners out there, join us this weekend. You can hear Dominic speak. Uh, it's for people 18 to 34, we would love to have you join us at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs, Friday and Saturday. All the information is available on the website, expositorscollective.com. So I think I need to let you go, but I'm going to pray for you. Okay, I think I might have I let you go on accident. Let's go ahead and pray for you, and um, I hope you can still hear me. Linda, uh, Heavenly Father, we lift up Linda to you, and we ask that you'd help her and her family 
We pray that you would help them as they as they struggle to believe sometimes, as they struggle to weather the difficulties and trials that they're facing. Thank you, Lord, that you are a good God, that you're not capricious in the ways that you act towards us, that you are not... Um, you're not shallow in the things that you do. You're not insecure uh, in that and, re- and reactive. But Lord, thank you that you love us. You have our best interest in mind. I pray for Linda that you would help her to grow in faith in the midst of the trial she's facing and that you would bless her. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you and bless you, Pastor Nick. Thank you and your family. God bless you. Thanks for talking. Bye-bye. Hey, listening to Calvary Live, this is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts live on the air. Give us a call. The number to call is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720-336-0897. Let's go to our next caller, Brenda in Pennsylvania. Hi, Brenda. Welcome to the program. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the program. You're on the air. Hi, my name is Brenda, as you said, and my family, I've noticed, have been experiencing some events that I know that are, that is not of God. I noticed it with myself about a year ago, and things, you know, were happening to me that I, I just knew that it wasn't God. I'm a very strong believer. I grew up um, as a believer. My mother and father made sure that we attended church um, every single Sunday. And God placed a calling on my life. So I've worked in the healthcare field. So I've seen many a miracles, believing. But I'm asking the Lord for prayer for his intervention for these things that is happening to my family to be removed. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Heavenly Father, we lift up Brenda to you. We lift up her family. We pray for spiritual protection for her family. Lord, we pray that you would bind the enemy. Lord, just as you described Jesus, that you said that uh, you cannot take what the, enemy, what, the, what the strong man has held under his control unless you first bind the strong man. Then you can take his possessions or the things that he's held captive. And Lord, we ask that you would bind the enemy in the ways that he wants to uh, torment, bother, attack Brenda and her family. And Lord, that anything that the enemy is holding on to and thinking that it belongs to him, Lord, I pray that you would plunder his uh, possessions, Lord, and take those things for yourself. Lord, we pray that you would protect them from spiritual warfare. Pray, we pray that you would help them to be strong in you and in the strength of your might. Lord, we pray that they would take up the full armor of God Lord, they would, as they do that, they would fight this spiritual battle using the spiritual weapons, not the weapons of this world. Lord, help them that they would uh, take up the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, and fight by praying in the Spirit. And Lord, we pray for their strength and for their protection from the spiritual battle. We thank you, Lord, that we know the end of the story, and in the end, you win and are victorious. And so we ask, Lord, that you would help them to stand in that victory and in the strength of your might and to fight this battle with confidence in you. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Brenda, amen. remember, he who is in us is stronger than he who's in the world. Amen. World. And I really thank you for hearing me out. 
due to the fact that um, I, I didn't want to bring it to no one's attention because I'm, I believe that they, there was no way they would believe anything that would come out of my mouth with, with what we're experiencing. So I just constantly prayed. So I thank the good Lord. Um, this is the first time that I've heard the station. Mm. And, uh, yeah, and I felt very confident spiritually that I could call and to pray that someone would, would actually believe and pray with me um, for in this, in, uh, this matter. Awesome. Hey, Brenda, we've been on in your area for a while, but hey, I would love it if you would set this as a preset in your um, in your car or wherever you're listening. Set it as a preset on your radio and then tell some friends, all right? I will definitely do that. And thank you very much for the ministry. Absolutely. God bless, God bless you. Bye-bye. Hey, you're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. We have all open lines right now. We had all full lines for a while, so we weren't able to take any calls. And now we have all open lines. So give us a call. We've got 10 minutes left in the show, which means we've got time for at least one or two more calls. Give us a call, 303-690-3000, or text us at 720-336-336. 0897. Once again, that's 720-336-0897. We've got a few text questions. Um, I'm going to get to one of them now. Then I've got a prayer request that I need you guys to pray for, if you don't mind. And so let's go to this text thing. Uh, this is, uh, the reason I want to go to this first is because this is a follow-up on the first question that we had today, which was, is all sickness, according to the Bible, demonically uh, originated, right? Does it does it all come from demon attacks, or is it that sometimes there are other reasons, like physical reasons, that are not related to demons that are the cause of sickness? My answer was that um, the Bible doesn't say that all sickness is demonically originated. Um, rather, there are many reasons why people get sick. One of, but the the ultimate core reason is that we live in a fallen and broken world, and even our bodies are fallen and broken and not what they used to be or what they should be. But um, someone texted in and pointed this out, Revelation 2.22, there's a verse that says, Behold, I will throw her onto a sickbed, and those who commit adultery with her I will throw into great tribulation until they repent of her works. Now this is speaking of uh, Babylon the adulteress, right? Babylon being a representation of the kingdoms of man that are aligned against the kingdom of God. And the, um, the point here is just this, that God is going to cause a great tribulation. That great tribulation will, ca- will involve uh, many things, including uh, natural disasters and including illness. Uh, another example that somebody else texted in with was to say that there, there is in the 10 plagues back in the book of Exodus, you know, you see that some of those plagues involved uh, what we might consider sickness, right, boils and the like, and those were caused by the angel from God. Angel means messenger in Hebrew, um, and so the messenger of God sent these plagues upon the people. So that wasn't demonically originated. It was actually originated with God and his messenger to bring a form of temporal judgment uh, here's another one, um, you know, in Mark chapter 9, actually John chapter 9, we read about a man who was born blind, and his disciples asked Jesus, Jesus, who sinned that this man or his parents, 
or this man or his parents? Who sinned? Is it this guy's own fault that he was born blind, or was it his parents' fault that he was punished by being blind? And Jesus said this in John 9, verse 3, it was not that this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. So in other words, God had a hand in allowing this man to be born blind. It wasn't just a demonic thing that God wanted, that God didn't want to happen. God had a purpose with it. Okay, here's my prayer request for you guys, and then we're going to take one last call. Um, my prayer request is this. Two of my close friends, one of them being a staff member at our church, and another one being one of our elders and our men's ministry leader at our church, are both uh, very sick with COVID-19. Um, one of them is in the hospital. He just got out of the ICU, which is great. That means he's on the mend and he's on his way home. Would you please pray for him to have full recovery? The other one, uh, he is currently very sick. He is in the ICU and he actually had to be intubated. And so please pray for his full recovery and healing. He also had a stroke, which uh, complicates things. Um, so we know we get a good prognosis from the doctor saying, all things considered, you know, he's in very dire condition, but his uh, charts look good. And it looks like he may be able to make a full recovery. In fact, he's made great progress as we've been praying for him the last two days. So would you please pray for these two men? I don't want to say their names over the air just because of, you know, um, their own personal stuff and privacy. But God knows who they are. And I would ask that you please pray for them. I, um, I was in the hospital uh, in this area yesterday, and I was in a ward of people who were all intubated. And it's very, you know, harrowing situation. And I would just say, uh, we need to be praying for medical workers and for these dear people and their families. Each of these people represents uh, so many other people who are connected to them. Be praying for them. This is a serious situation, but I would ask personally that you please pray for this one man in particular who is intubated in the hospital up here in Northern Colorado. Let's go to our last caller, Monica in Denver, Colorado. Monica, welcome to the program. You're on the air. Hi. Um, so um, my situation is I've been married for a little over six months. Um, my husband and I have been living apart uh, half the time because uh, he lives about 35 minutes away. Um, he was waiting to move um, over, um, you know, in with me until his son graduated and, you know, got situated and everything. Um, but, um, he's still living with his, his son across town. Um, and he recently told me that he wants to get a divorce because he's tired of living a double life and, uh, driving back and forth. He wants to get a divorce because he's driving too much. Is that essentially the issue? Um, you know, I think he he doesn't want to move across town. Um, <clears throat> you know, where I'm at, um, I have children that are still in school. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we agreed before we got married that we would live here um, until they graduated. Um, so for a couple years. And that because, you know, his son um, had already graduated, um, that, you know, it would be okay for them, for him to then, you know, move in here um, with me. I see. 
But here's here's my advice. Uh, I do not think that divorce is justified in this situation as you're describing it. Um, and I would encourage both of you, but particularly him, that, um, you know, it sounds like you need some marriage counseling. Um, and I would encourage you to get some marriage counseling. I can recommend some counselors uh, in the Longmont, Loveland area. But if you are in Denver, there might be some other great counseling situations. But I would actually start with going to a church. I would encourage you guys to go to a church, the church that hosts this radio, um, this radio station, Calvary Church in Aurora off Hampton is an amazing church and they have great resources and they would be a, a place that could, um, could help you find some, some counseling, some pastoral counseling and uh, give you some steps forward as a couple. But I would hate to see your marriage end so briefly um, and, um, and over something that I think can be resolved. So I'm going to give you a phone number to call. Um, Focus on the Family has a counseling line, uh, and they can also refer you in your area to somebody. Okay, so I'm going to give you a number. You ready? 1-800-A-FAMILY. So letter A and then the word family. 1-800-LETTER-A, then the word family. Call that number and ask for some counseling referrals or church referrals in your area, and they will help you out. Okay. All right. Thanks so much. God bless you. Hey, you've been listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. Thanks for tuning in and listening today. God bless you and the rest of your day. We'd love to have you visit us on Sunday at the church I pastor here in Longmont if you're within driving distance. Directions, all the good information you need is available on our website, whitefieldschurch.com. It's whitefieldschurch.com. God bless you. Have a great evening. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.